Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I'm talking about the horror film from 2016, Terrifier, directed by, written and directed by Damien, Damien Leon. Uh, this is, wow, my notes are really crazy here. <clears throat> Let's fix that. All right. Uh, so this is direct, written and directed by Damien Leone. This is stars Jenna Cannell, uh, Samantha Scofitti, David Howard Thornton. This is a movie on Halloween night. Tara Hayes finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. Uh, I had no expectations going into this movie. Had no idea what this is about. Uh, no idea what the story was about, other than the, the creepy clown, other than the fact Terrifier 2 got a lot of attention last year, I think, when it came out. So seeing that this first film in the franchise is, was available... And, uh, you know, looking for always looking for new films within franchises or certain groups, maybe by a certain director or just a franchise or whatever, uh, to review those movies in a franchise. So I'll be reviewing, obviously, this movie and then the sequel next week. Uh, so didn't know anything going into it, you know. And I would say that if you're <clears throat> into kind of the creepy villains and gory practical effects... Uh, then I think you'll love this movie, right? As long as you don't expect much in the way of story. Because there's not a whole lot of story, but there's a lot of gory kills, uh, a lot of practical effects, and the villain is great. And I'm going to get into all that uh, in my review and in spoilers, which we should get into right now, right? And as I said, despite this movie not really having a story, uh, I do appreciate the practical effects. I love practical effects far more than what most movies use in digital effects. I watched all the uh, George R. Romero films recently. Loved all of those films and his use of practical effects. And this movie, despite being filmed in 2016, is and this being a super low-budget movie, a lot of great practical effects, which I think even a bad, I would prefer, I would much rather have low end bad practical effects than mediocre digital effects any day. Uh, I just, there is a feeling of like, there's a tangible feeling. There's a, a realism that is present when you use practical effects where the lightings are all good where every time there's digital effects you can tell they're digital everything the way the shots look everything about it feels fake and this i love the practical effects and that is one of the major positives of this movie you know i a lot of gory kills which i like that 
right? Reminded me a lot of the guinea pig series that I recently watched, series of films uh, from Japanese films that are really gory, and some films are like really kind of a proof of concept or like a demonstration of how realistic you can make practical effects look like there are movies that are part of the guinea pig series that are like banned and are considered to be like smut films because they look so real uh so there's aspects of this movie that kind of reminded me of that which i did a top five of those movies if you want to see my thoughts on the guinea pig series uh, also a great villain art the clown creepy freaky clown right big clown shoes white painted face mouth and and eyes outlined in black and when he shows his teeth they're very like darkly color colored either black or red right very creepy teeth <clears throat> so when he smiles you can barely see the you know his teeth it's very creepy uh very exaggerated facial features right long pointy nose long pointy chin right very defined cheekbones sunken in eyes right almost a mix between like a skeleton like a witch and a skeleton and a clown and also kind of a mime because he never says anything which is also very creepy never makes a sound right even when he's stabbed or hit in the nuts he does not make a sound he laughs he, you know he has all the but no sounds come out of his face right there's a scene where he does a silent laugh, which is very scary. Like, there is a creepy nature to the fact that this clown does not... He's like a mime, which is, is great, right? And he uses all kinds of weapons, including a gun. So it's like, you know, kind of harkens back to those 80s horror monsters like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Pennywise, all of those things. Uh, I would say probably the closest to like a jason or a michael myers because he doesn't say anything right obviously the pennywise connection because he's a clown but i would i would compare him a lot closer to like a jason or a michael myers um but very expressive very much like a mime which very creepy right the the combination of asp of like of of things that that make up this villain uh art the clown and art a-r-t the clown um are great and apparently this character was there were two short films featuring this villain that were like i think one or both were featured in an anthology series so i i would like to track that down as well to kind of see the origins of this character because it's a very interesting character and because this movie isn't doesn't seem to be concerned with any kind of story or narrative or plot we don't really get to know much about it um, there are assumptions I make depend based on things that happen in this movie, but we really don't understand much of this character, uh, but very creepy overall. <clears throat> Most of this movie takes place inside a, a seemingly like an a, abandoned warehouse kind of a thing, uh, like auto repair shop. But it's like it's just like this industrial part of town kind of and the, it's nighttime and everything kind of takes place inside of this this one building 
the reasons characters go into this building a lot of the time doesn't make any sense the motivations of art the clown don't necessarily like i have no idea why he's deciding to kill these people obviously villains in horror movies don't really need to have a reason right if if people exist they are there to be killed uh there's also this random lady that has like this doll that's just su felt super random and felt like just just at, like it felt super random no idea why this lady's there however there's like this this moment where there's this weird like bond that art the clown and her has in a way that's very weird which i hope is a moment that makes more sense seeing the other movies to hopefully maybe provide context in some way uh like maybe she's like this mother figure i don't know if they knew each other before i don't i don't really know but she's a very random character that just shows up in this warehouse um but mostly it feels unnecessary let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the ray taylor show to the next level look no further than inspire disorder plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions a live painting archive early access to the many faces members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes but that's not all as a member you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing you'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want with all of these benefits and more inspire disorder plus is a must have for any fan of the ray taylor show so don't wait go sign up now head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. Right? There's a lot of great kills in this movie. Very graphic, practical effects. Right? A dash of Supernatural, which I've said it before and I'll say it again. My favorite horror movies are the ones that are grounded in reality. I prefer a movie that, like, a bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, this one, obviously... A dash of supernatural the fact that there is a a monster in art the clown i think already elevates it past being a grounded type of horror movie but still the fact that there's only just a smidge of supernaturalness to this movie i appreciate i appreciate that mostly it's this seemingly mute psychopathic killer that's dressed up like a clown great uh and it sets up pretty great for a sequel so Overall, those are my thoughts on the movie. I do want to get into spoilers, uh, talk about specific moments, talk about specific things in this movie. So if you don't want to be spoiled for the first Terrifier movie that came out in 2016, then I would suggest ignoring the spoilers, obviously. But if you don't mind, there's no spoil like there's no story necessarily to be spoiled. But uh, I will be talking about all of the spoilers from here on out. So you have been warned. Uh, so the idea there's these two drunk girls right that had just come from a costume party it's Halloween and they're going to get like one of them is like they don't feel safe with the one person driving so they decide to go get something to eat they end up going to a pizza place right where this clown who sees them at their car follows them to this pizza place after this Halloween party the clown follows them and uh, 
like is staring at one of the girls right just and the other friend kind of goes over takes a selfie acting like this clown is no big deal while the other one's clearly concerned right they end up leaving the pizza place right the pizza guys like you know kind of on their side protecting these women it's like don't worry we got you we're not gonna let this guy do anything to them and they end up leaving and you see the clown kill these pizza guys right turns one of the guy's heads into like a jack-o'-lantern kind of with his eyes and mouth uh they put candles in it for whatever reason right it's halloween whatever cool kills right i mean this movie starts actually with an interview where a woman is deformed from this thing and after her interview the interviewer is killed by the woman right and then we cut back to this scene and there's a realization at the end of this film where we see who that person is that woman that that killed the reporter or whatever the interviewer so he kills the 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 pizza guys great kills right practical effects then they go out these women they see their car tires are slashed so she kills calls her sister right who's studying for school or whatever and she's like come and pick us up and while they're waiting one of the girls needs to take a piss and they see an exterminator outside of the building that the majority of this movie takes place and she convinces him to let her in to use the restroom right so it makes sense that the exterminator's there. It makes sense that she goes into that building. Later on, uh, the other girl goes in, right, because her friend isn't coming back. I think actually the clown scares the other girl into going into that, that building, following her friend, right? Inside, there's the random lady with the doll. I don't know why she's there. I mean, it makes sense the two girls there. It makes sense the pest control guys there, right? As far as the creepy lady uh, in, in the mechanic shop with the doll, like, she shows up again, has a strange moment with Art the Clown, right? Then the sister who shows up, who's giving a ride, just randomly goes into that building, right? Right? She goes, she finds them. They're not at the car. So, like, that is the aspect, the sister going into that building, that makes no sense, right? If she's going to pick up her sister and her friend who are drunk, car is tire slashed, need a ride. She finds the car, the girls aren't there, right? It's a dark street, empty, warehouses all over the place, right? My first thought would be maybe they went back to the pizza shop, right, where they clearly walked to. I would at first drive around to see if I see them and see if there's any like restaurants or places where they could go because they would probably want to wait inside somewhere instead of just out exposed in the streets. But she doesn't do that. And she just so happens to pick the right door, right, just randomly. Now, there is a hat, her friend's hat, her costume hat, is on the floor but she wouldn't know that that's her friend's costume hat it's a it's a co part of a costume unless maybe she saw her social media posts earlier knows that she was wearing that hat and then she put it together other than that she goes to a random door and sees a random costume hat on the ground and that's enough for her to go inside this building that you know clearly is a bad idea so that's the one one aspect of this movie <laughs> which is ridiculous 
to have that level of concern and nitpickiness over this aspect where it's like of course everybody's going to go into this building and all the kills are going to take place the building looks cool aesthetically because it's creepy it's a warehouse it's run down it's brick and exposed pipes and wires and all that kind of stuff very similar to a lot of the freddy krueger motif right so visually this setting makes a lot of sense but whatever that's it's one issue i had um very cool graphic kills uh and it's just all of these random people that cross paths with this clown mostly in inside this un industrial building and brutal kills that is like what this movie is right which are cool super graphic gory practical effects right but absolutely no story you never get to know any of these characters at all which is okay fine like if this movie their intentions making this movie was to do a movie with a cool evil villain check awesome practical gory kills check if those were the only two focuses they nailed it right if they clearly didn't have a problem with the lack of story i'm and i'm fine with that so you go inside these crazy kills right one of them is her friend who goes in the second friend that goes in that was kind of taking the selfies with the clown and all that stuff you she sees her hanging upside down completely naked except for wearing some pan panties right legs spread open and the clown goes over with a saw a hand saw and saws her in half from the crotch down to her head like cutting her in half with a saw just super gory you have guts spilling out you have her titties jiggling everywhere it is like oh this this movie in that moment we have seen some kills usually like thumbs through the eyes kind of eyeballs popping out like some goriness but to see this woman get cut in half was like okay let's go right this is the movie going like let's do this this is what we're doing this is where we're at you're gonna see some crazy shit Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of the Ray Taylor show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show right then there's another scene where the clown gets naked except for he cut the chest off of one of the women and is putting put it on his chest almost like buffalo bill from silence of the lambs in some ways i don't know if he tucked his dick or not i you know the way it was lit you couldn't really tell but clearly naked has these this woman's chest clearly cut off and put on his own there's a beheading 
of one of the exterminators that is like these are great practical gory kills right where he cuts the thing and then like it's down to the last bit and he tears it like great beheading scene after he knocks out another one of the pest control guys and stomps on his head right he, he lets out this silent laugh which is absolutely haunting then you have the sister right who's just trying to escape she sees that her her sister is already dead right she's tied up in a chair eyeballs popping out no longer alive her sister's friend is still upside down cut in half right so now it's just this sister who shouldn't have gone into that building to begin with just trying to survive and get her ass out of there right she ends up getting hit by a car right there's this there's this door out to go outside the clown somehow gets outside <clears throat> so she doesn't go out that way and he gets in a truck that's outside and then drives it through that door knocking her out running into her knocking her out right and then you see him like eating her face while cops show up and when the cops go to apprehend him he shoots himself in the head which is like okay he ends up in the morgue which the morgue scene's pretty cool right uh the some of the victims show up there right uh there's this interaction with the people that drove the bodies there the coroner's office and the the guy who's working in the morgue pretty pretty decent acting pretty fun scene lights flicker and that's where we have the kind of supernatural thing where we realize that oh he shot himself in the head but guess what you know he's not dead so it's kind of a cool scene. And we also see that the woman who was having her face eaten survived, right? And we see her like a year later, whatever, and her parents are taking her out of this hospital. And we find out that she is the one that was interviewed. She is the one that had the deformed face because he ate it, right? But also, she took on his killing desire and almost one of his moves of like gouging the eyes out so it in many ways brings up the question of like why is she taking on the same things that this this killer was doing uh i have no idea what the second movie is i'm excited to watch the second movie I have no idea if she's going to be a part of it, obviously. Like, it could have been a thing where he died and then, like, she took, takes over as the terrifier. But clearly her face, I don't know, maybe he has a side, she's a sidekick in the second one. It's a movie that brings up questions. What was the lady with the doll doing there? Why did this victim end up killing the reporter? All of these things, who knows? Right? who knows what the questions are right but the movie was good at what it seemed to care about right scary monster love art the clown love it like i for sure understand why they would want to keep this character and maybe get maybe get some better writing make it make more sense while these things are happening which is not it's, you don't need crazy award-winning writing to just make some kind of plot materialize but clearly not a, a focus of this movie scary monster absolutely brutal gory kills 
and sets up for a sequel perfectly, right? Let's keep this thing going. Great practical effects, great makeup, right? Movie, not at all concerned with story. And I'm excited to see what they knew with the sequel. I, I mean, the, the thing is, the sequel was super popular. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the sequel was lacking in a story just as this one was. I wouldn't be surprised if the sequel is just more of the same, like more of people who randomly cross paths with Art the Clown and get, you know, brutally murdered. Wouldn't be surprised if that's all it was. And I don't know if I would be disappointed. I think I'd probably be okay with it, right? Is the disfigured sister back? I don't know, right? Do we get any story whatsoever? I don't know, right? Are they still focused on the practical effects? Did they get a bigger budget? Are they doing digital stuff? I hopefully, hopefully not, right? Either way, I'm excited to find out what happens in the next movie, which I will talk about next week. Very fast review talking about this. One of my shortest reviews I've done for a movie in a while, but this movie, not a whole lot to it, and some great kills, some cool practical effects, you know, and it's it's crazy. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie, and I it was like the right time, I felt like, is the perfect time to dip into some horror movies. It's been a while. Uh, but I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Terrifier from 2016. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes of movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcasting platform or over on YouTube if you're watching this, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Either way, until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.